I am Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you are watching Lawyer Up. Today we're going to be talking about the Paycheck Protection Program Flexibility Act that was just signed into law. And this is big, big news for small business because this means that almost all of those PPP loans are going to be converted into grants and are going to be forgivable for almost every business that received this type of loan. So we've got big, big news to share today. As always, remember to like. If you got a question or something to say, comment below and share this on social media. If you know an owner of a small business that got one of these loans, share this with them because it's big news. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel for all the up-to-date legal information you need to know. Now, most people recall that the CARES Act was a coronavirus stimulus package that was signed into law by President Trump at the end of March of 2020. And one of the major components of the CARES Act was this PPP program or this Paycheck Protection Program. And this was a loan designed for small businesses such that if they spent the money in appropriate ways or eligible ways, that the loan would convert to a grant and then be forgiven, meaning they didn't have to pay it back. And this was obviously a big deal because we were under uh, stay-at-home orders, uh, shelter-in-place orders where businesses couldn't operate. And so in order to continue on into the future, it was necessary that Congress appropriate this money and get it to small businesses who desperately needed it. So over two waves of funding, Congress has appropriated over $600 billion dollars uh, to be doled out to small businesses across the United States. And to date, over 4.4 million businesses have taken advantage of this program. So it is a big deal and absolutely essential for saving small businesses in the United States. Now let's go over the timeline just briefly. If you'll remember about mid-March is when we were hit with all of these shelter-in-place orders, these stay-at-home orders, and basically the country shut down in a lot of places. That obviously created big problems. Big problems for small businesses because they had no customers, no workers, and no way to generate revenue. So by the end of March, the CARES Act is passed by the House and the Senate, signed into law by President Trump, and then it's turned over to the SBA or the Small Business Administration to administer. Well, it takes them another couple of weeks to figure out how they're going to administer this program. And when the money starts rolling out mid-April, we don't know exactly what the rules are going to be. Now, they gave us a little bit of guidance. They said it's for small businesses. They said if you use the money for eligible costs, that it could be converted to a grant and be forgivable. And they also told us we were going to need to restore our employees. So however many full-time employees you had at the beginning of all this, you needed to restore that many full-time employees by the end of June in order for these loans to be forgiven. Beyond that, we weren't really given a whole lot of guidance. Well, that was until mid-May when the formal rules for loan forgiveness for the PPP program were rolled out. And they were surprising to some. Now, the formal requirements included, number one, you had to be a small business. And they defined this as less than 500 employees at any given location. And most people knew that was going to be the requirement up front. So the small business requirement wasn't that big of a deal. The second requirement for loan forgiveness was that the money had to be spent on eligible costs. 
and these came in two different categories. Eligible payroll cost, and that was payroll. That was the wages that you were to pay to your employees, uh, plus payroll taxes, uh, and also benefits, and that would be health insurance uh, and or retirement benefits. These were your eligible payroll costs. You could also spend the money on eligible non-payroll costs, and this included rent, utilities, and if you had a mortgage, if you were a property owner, that would include mortgage interest. You still couldn't uh, use the money for principal payment, but you could use it on mortgage interest. Now the catch with the formal rules was that 75% of the money had to be spent on eligible payroll costs, meaning only 25% was left over to pay for the eligible non-payroll costs, including your rent and utilities. The next requirement was that this money needed to be spent within eight weeks, and this is important, eight weeks of receiving the money. The intent was to maintain workers, to maintain businesses, and to get that money injected back into the economy. So when the formal rules came out from the date you received your money, you had 56 days seven days a week times eight weeks, 56 days to spend all that money in order for it to be forgiven. And the last requirement was the full-time employee requirement. Uh, the government said however many employees full-time you had on February 15th, by the end of June, you had to restore all of those employees to full-time employment or else not all of the loan would be forgiven. Well, when people started filling out the loan forgiveness applications, uh, they were getting a little bit of heartburn because they weren't able to fit all of the money into forgivable boxes. And a lot of people found themselves in a situation where they were gonna have to repay some of this money. And of course, that was not the intent of Congress. One of the big problems was that people couldn't spend this money on the eligible costs within eight weeks. Now, it made a lot of sense if everything was running full tilt, uh, but we weren't. There were stay-at-home orders. Even when businesses started opening back up, they could only open up at 50% capacity. So the amount of costs, the amount of expenses, the amount of payroll expenses had gone down and these businesses weren't able to spend that much money on the eligible payroll costs. And along these same lines, we had reduced uh, employees working. We had reduced uh, goods and services going out the door. These eligible non-payroll costs, they stayed consistent while the payroll costs went down. So that was making the 75-25 split very difficult to do. The rent and the utility part was exceeding 25% of the costs during the eight-week time period. The next problem small businesses were having was trying to get into a position where they could restore their full-time employees by the end of June. Uh, the stay-at-home orders, the reopening slowly, the 50% capacity orders that a lot of cities had were keeping businesses from returning to uh, full-time employment. And so they were not in a position to add all these employees back by the end of June. And this was creating a problem qualifying to have these loans being forgiven. And last but not least, there was a big chunk of these loans that was moving into the unforgiven category, meaning that they had to be paid back. And all of these loans had to be paid back within two years. Now there was a six month grace period built in, so essentially these loans were going to need to be paid back within 18 months. And that was causing a lot of business owners a lot of heartache because they weren't able to even reopen fully yet. 
So there were a lot of problems once the formal rules came out uh, in mid-May about the repayment of these PPP loans. So what's the solution? Well, Congress got together and they did what Congress should do and it's fixed problems. So at the beginning of May, they passed the PPP Flexibility Act and it addressed these problems. The first thing it did was expand the time period you had to use the money for the eligible costs. It was eight weeks, now it's expanded to the end of the year, which is essentially 24 weeks. So that's plenty of time for most businesses to use the money that was given to them in an eligible way. The next thing that the PPP Flexibility Act did was it reduced or it changed the ratios. Now you only had to spend 60% of the money on the eligible payroll cost and 40% you could spend on your rent, your utilities, those types of things. This was more in line with what the businesses were incurring given that they couldn't open up and operate full tilt at 100%. The Flexibility Act also extended the period of time that these businesses had to restore all of their full-time employees. It was clear that the coronavirus issues were going to extend well past the end of June. And so the government has now given businesses until the end of the year, to the end of December, to restore all of those full-time employees they had prior to the stay-at-home orders caused by the coronavirus. And last but not least, they extended the time period to repay these loans. So any portion of it that isn't forgiven, and most of it should be for most businesses, but if there is a portion that's not forgiven by the government, the businesses now have five years to pay it back instead of the two years under the original model. And what's interesting is the House passed this with a vote of 417 for and one against. And the Senate passed it unanimously. There was only one member of Congress that voted against it. And that was Thomas Massey out of Kentucky. And he said, well, it didn't go far enough. And where I come from, uh, you don't deny a piece of pie because you really secretly want two. So you take what you can get, right? But he was the one congressman that held out why the rest of them voted for this PPP Flexibility Act. And folks, this is what Congress should do. This is when our government is working together and it's working correctly. They put together a proposal to save small businesses. It was uh, kind of uh, fraught with problems uh, once it was put into action and they stepped in and they fixed it. This is government working the way it is supposed to work. And given this day and age, it's quite refreshing. Well, that's the update on the PPP Flexibility Act. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, if you need more legal information, subscribe to the channel. If you have a question, got something to say, comment below. If you learned something today, do me a favor and like. And last but not least, I always love it when you share me on social media. I'm Joshua Roberts. Thanks for watching. And you've been watching A Lawyer Up. Send lawyers, guns, and money.